Hi, I'm Grant Wall, and welcome to the Planet Football Podcast, where I go in-depth with the most intriguing people in the world of soccer. On today's show, Barcelona midfielder Ivan Rakitic talks about scoring in a Champions League final, meeting his future wife on his first day in Spain, and why he thinks Barcelona can turn around its 4-0 Champions League deficit against PSG. Nothing is impossible. Yeah. So if we can score an early goal and to take more confidence, I don't know. Why not? All that and my thoughts on soccer coming up. Take one. Here we go with my three thoughts on soccer. First up, the 2017 MLS season starts this week. There's a lot to be excited about, and the national TV doubleheader on Sunday is a beauty. Orlando opens its new stadium against NYCFC at 5 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, followed by first-year Atlanta hosting the New York Red Bulls on FS1 at 7.30. Look for plenty of MLS coverage, including my annual ambition rankings and our season predictions, this week on SI.com. With 22 teams, MLS now has more teams than most top flights in the world, so there are a ton of storylines. But the one that will transcend the rest at the start of the schedule is Atlanta, which announced that it has more than 30,000 season ticket holders. There were only two teams in MLS last season, Seattle and Orlando, that averaged more than 30,000 fans a game. If Tata Martino's team can back it up on the field, and they're plenty good enough to make the playoffs, Atlanta will be something historic in year one. The challenge for MLS with those 22 teams is making sure that talent hasn't been diluted too much. We'll be watching that, too, as the season progresses. Take two. Next up, the biggest U.S. women's tournament of 2017, the She Believes Cup, starts Wednesday against Olympic champion Germany with two more games in seven days against England and France. The TV coverage of this tournament is excellent this year, with FS1 and Big Fox showing all the U.S. games, and we'll see where this U.S. team is as it embarks on the long road toward World Cup 2019. Jill Ellis has left a few not 100% regulars off the roster, including Megan Rapino and Megan Klingenberg, and she has included 16-year-old midfielder Brianna Pinto. The European teams all have Euro 2017 to prepare for, and this should be a quality trio of games. Take three. Finally, a quick note about our podcast interviews. Last week's candid discussion with Kyle Martino has been our most downloaded Planet Football podcast of the year. Huge thanks to Kyle for being so open and honest, and to you for downloading it. Check it out if you haven't yet. As for this week, I was in Barcelona last week and sat down with two players from FC Barcelona, midfielder Ivan Rakitic, who's in today's podcast, and goalkeeper Marc-Andre Ter Stegen, whose interview will be released later this week. I hope you enjoy these as much as I did. Here's my interview with Ivan Rakitic. Our guest today is a terrific midfielder who scored the opening goal for Barcelona in the 2015 Champions League final. Ivan Rakitic has played more than 80 games for Croatia and has had a very successful club career at Basel, Schalke, Sevilla, and now FC Barcelona. Thanks for joining me, Ivan. <laughs> Hi, thank you very much. Great to have you here. We're in Barcelona which is uh, a great place to come uh, and absorb the, the football culture and, uh, and see people. I wanted to start by asking a non-football question, <laughs> though, because I am fascinated by this. Is it true 
that you met your wife, Raquel, on literally your first day in Spain in 2011. It's true. It's really true. <laughs> it's really a special story. I think that I really like to speak about that because it was really something, yeah, really special because I was there with my with my brother and my also my father was there, and uh, we take a, a dinner with the with the people from the club from Sevilla, and uh, yeah, it was really uh, I was a little bit nervous because uh, yeah, next day I have to sign this contract, a really important contract for me, uh, to do a new step, and at maybe I don't know 11 o'clock in, in in the evening, uh, it was a bar uh, next to the to the hotel. And uh, I get in with my brother to take a drink before going to sleep to prepare the next uh, the next day. And uh, my wife Raquel, she was working uh, in this bar. And uh, yeah, I think really important, uh, really important drink <laughs> for me. Yeah, really. And you said it like right then, I'm going to marry that woman. Yes, <laughs> I I was there. Yeah, it was impossible to speak with her because her English is not so good and my Spanish at the in the moment. It was yeah uh, nothing. <laughs> it was really nothing. I don't. I yeah. In this moment, it was impossible to to speak with, uh, with her. Mm -hmm. But I just say to my brother, so uh, perfect. We will stay here. I, tomorrow I want to sign this contract, and I will get married this this girl. Nice. And my, and my brother was like, okay, yeah, whatever you want. And, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and the rest is history. You have two daughters, and you're here in Barcelona together. That's it. Nice. <laughs> and two dogs also. Fantastic. That's a great story. Um, as for you, your parents are from, I guess, Yugoslavia is the best way to put it, like the former... Yeah, in the moment, yes. Um, but you were born in Switzerland. Yes. What's your family's story of, of moving from what was Yugoslavia no. to Switzerland? Yeah, uh, really easy to explain. My father, uh, it's a really big family with uh, seven brothers and one uh, sister. Mm -hmm. Uh, and my father, he's the youngest. Mm -hmm. So at uh, this moment, my grandfather, uh, he was in a situation without money. And my father had to live with his older brother in Bosnia at this moment. It was Yugoslavia, but it was the part of Bosnia. Mm -hmm. uh, he was there uh, in the school and he, then he, he met my, my mother. Uh, it was uh, my brother, uh, he's born in, in Zenica. Mm -hmm. And with two years, my father, then uh, he had the opportunity, it was in 85, I think so, an opportunity to go out of Yugoslavia uh, to, to visit uh, Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And uh, with a little bit uh, lucky uh, to be, uh, maybe he can take uh, a work and to uh, stay in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. So his older brother, he was also in, in Switzerland and they uh, were speaking a lot together to see how it is possible uh, how it will be possible uh, to stay there so after uh, a few weeks uh, how maybe uh, yeah it was opportunity for his life uh, in in a really small city uh, he started to play football because mm -hmm. my father also with uh, yeah, 18 20 years he was a really good uh, soccer player. Okay. <laughs> he liked it really, and then he had the opportunity to speak in this, uh, to play in the city, and uh, because yeah, my father for this league he had really maybe yeah too much quality, hmm. <laughs> and it was like uh, an opportunity to say so, uh, you have to uh, you have to play with us, and we will try to help you to get the good work, and then to try your family uh, to Switzerland. Hmm. And my father was, of course, really happy. Uh, he also only he wanted to go out of 
of this of this uh, special zone in, in Yugoslavia. You know, so there was an opportunity. He starts to play. Uh, the people there was really happy. Uh, they gave him a good work, uh, and then after uh, I think six months, uh, arrives my mother and my older brother, and uh, at 86 I think so, uh, they are in Switzerland. And huh. in 88, I was born in this small city. Okay, that's an interesting <laughs> nice. story. Yeah, it was. I think in uh, in these years, all the people from uh, from this uh, uh, zone from Balkan, mm-hmm. it was really difficult to. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, for me to explain, it's really difficult because I was never there. Right. To stay like this because I'm born in Switzerland, and my uh, my parents they were uh, it was really important for them. Uh, yeah, to don't to explain us too much. They want that okay. we have a normal life, really far away from from these problems, you know. And uh, yeah, it was like opportunity for my father to say, so let's go out from from this uh, yeah hard zone, from this hard life, and to see if it's uh, if it will be possible to have opportunity to stay in Switzerland. And with a little bit of uh, luck, it was it was like this. Uh, you know, obviously there was a war that happened in the nineties. Did you have family members, people you knew closely that were affected by that there? Um, yes, but uh, for me, this uh, this thema is like yeah, uh, really difficult, and I don't like to speak too much about them because I think there was a lot of families uh, that have really big and hard loses and uh, yeah, hard years, you know. Yeah. Uh, because after that, one of the best friends in in my career. He's a guy from Serbia, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's really hard to explain. Maybe also when I speak with my wife, why we had this war? Because mm-hmm. today we are living together. Yeah, and it's not so easy. But I, I, I can understand. It's a lot of uh, political uh, questions and everything uh, around. But for me, uh, it was in every moment it was like this. Uh, a good person is a good person. Doesn't matter for, uh, where you are from. You know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, for my family there was some yeah uh, yeah difficult uh, difficult years. Mm-hmm. But I had also this luck that my family they don't was in in this in this hard zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like in Vukovar or something like that. Uh, but yeah, it was really important to take all my family out from there. Okay. How many languages do you speak, by the way? <laughs> yeah, to say really good. Uh, I had maybe four four languages, but also there, maybe a fifth or sixth one with French and Italian. Maybe yeah, if I can make uh, one year, one or two months uh, some some uh, vacation, so <laughs> I will take it again because in Switzerland. I have to speak uh, four languages, so I'm really lucky about them. Which languages do you speak? Uh, German, English, uh, Spanish, Croatian. Uh, after that, uh, yeah, uh, French and Italian. Okay. But for French and Italian, I need a little bit okay. more time. But uh, I have it uh, really, really easy. <laughs> okay, nice. Um, and how did you get your start in football? Uh, with my father and my older brother. I think my family, uh, also my mother and my uh, my sister. It's really a crazy, crazy family about football. Really, <laughs> we love it so so much. And uh, I started four years. My older brother, he have uh, he's uh, four years older than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like me, yeah, going behind my behind my brother, 
and he was playing football, so I want to play the, uh, also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a little bit like this. I started four years in this in this small city, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, getting a little bit the steps uh, of my of my father and my older brother. Okay. Um, and did you have any favorite players growing up that you watched? <laughs> My big idol was uh, Robert Prosinecki. Yeah, uh, really, player. yeah, really special, different player. Mm-hmm. I think uh, all, all, uh, yeah. I mean, he after ball it was so, uh, so special, a different, really a different player. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, he was also for four years in the national team. My my coach, my second coach, and it was really, yeah, really special for me to have my idol so next to me. Nice, that's very cool. Um, now, in the U.S., where we're I live, we have a lot of dual national players, players who can decide which country they want to play for. And I know you had this decision. Uh, You were born in Switzerland, but you were eligible to play for Switzerland and Croatia. Um, You played for Swiss youth national teams, but in the end, you decided to play for Croatia. Uh, What led to your decision? Was it difficult? Yeah, it was really difficult. but it was this uh, decision uh, f- from my heart, just like this. Not to say, uh, in in this time, I, I told to my to my family, to my parents, please, I don't want to speak uh, with you about uh, this decision because it has to be my decision, mm-hmm. not yours or I don't know of some friends. I don't know. Uh, it has to be uh, my decision, mm-hmm. and after a long time. Uh, it was a decision from the heart. It was nothing against Switzerland. It was just a decision for Croatia, mm-hmm. and really, really from 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 my heart. Nothing, nothing else. We have a story in the U.S. where a really good player, Giuseppe Rossi, um, <laughs> was from New Jersey, from the U.S., born there, uh, but decided to play for Italy. Mm. Um, and American fans, being fans. Yeah. were sent him negative things things like that did you deal with that from switzerland and swiss fans at all or i live it also it was not so easy in this moment but uh i think you have to understand it it's not a, uh, that's why i say it's also for us it was not a decision uh against uh, yeah. the united states it was just a decision for italy it's for me the same uh, a big part of me, uh, when I speak with some people, I also I say I'm from Croatia, but also from Switzerland. Yeah. A big part of me, uh, it's in Switzerland. It's like this. And when I say uh, I go home, a lot of times I'm thinking in, in Switzerland. Because, mm. uh, yeah, I did all a big part of my life uh, in this in this uh, special and, and so in this great country. And I have a lot of uh, friends there. Uh, my family, uh, they are living there, so um, I can also understand all these all these fans and the people. They will like that I play for Switzerland, also maybe Rossi in this moment for for the states. But uh, you have to understand it. It's not that maybe the next player he have to make the same decision as me. No, it's just the decision that each player he have to know what he want to do. Yeah. And that's why, for me, at the first moment, it was really clear. It's never a decision against this uh, big country. It's just yeah. a decision from my heart to say, I want, I, I want to play for Croatia. So after playing at Basel and Schalke, you spent three and a half years at Sevilla. Um, you became the first Sevilla captain from outside Spain since Diego Maradona. <laughs> uh, do you still have strong feelings for Sevilla? 
Yes. <laughs> really easy, yes, yes, really, because not just uh, to explain like this, not just because my family, my wife, she's from Seville, uh, all her family, they are really big Sevilla fans, uh, but the people uh, in, in, in Sevilla, they uh, give it uh, so much uh, in, in, in these three and a half years that I uh, just have to say thank you, thanks mm -hmm. for everything, because it was not easy because it's, it was a big change because I'm born in Switzerland, I played in Germany and now I'm going to Sevilla and it's really a different, really different, uh, uh, I have to explain, a really different art of, of life. Yeah. They are living in, 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 a, in, a, in a, I don't know, in other uh, dimension, you know, <laughs> they are, the people are different. Yeah, just like different this. culture <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah. And it was so uh, yeah so easy for me uh, this first two or three months when maybe you can you can think oh I don't know it's it's a big change but it was so easy to say wow I'm here mm -hmm. I want to stay more time I want to play again the next game please the stadium the people uh, this club uh, it was so special really special years and uh, yeah I'm I'm a really big big uh, Sevilla fan now. Nice. I, you know, Sevilla has sold quite a few players. Uh, it's been very successful, and it seems like most of the time, the players leave on good terms with Sevilla. Yes, the people uh, in the club with uh, the sports director Monchi, yeah. they really did. Uh, yeah, in the last maybe ten or fifteen years, a, a great job, and it's not. Uh, yeah, casually that they that they are now third in in, in the league. And they are so so close to being the quarterfinals of the Champions League. They are, they they work it. They they live it, and uh, yeah, they do really uh, perfect work. So you came to Barcelona from Sevilla. Um, is it fair to say that you were the closest thing to a replacement for Xavi? <laughs> no, because it's impossible. <laughs> because it's impossible. Because uh, Xavi is maybe the best player. Uh, in the last, I don't know, 20, 20 years in this position, and one of the best in the history, for sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, he was here, I think, maybe 15 or 16 years in the first team. I don't know, maybe 500 or 600 games. Uh, I don't know, 22 or 23 <laughs> big titles with, with Barcelona. So it's impossible. Yeah. Uh, I was really lucky to have one year more with him. Yeah. To 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 learn. Uh, what Xavi is doing, not not only on the pitch, also in the dressing room, uh, how he's speaking with the people, uh, with the press. It was really impressive for me uh, to have this year with him, and just to say, uh, yeah, please stay <laughs> stay more years uh, here. But you have also to to understand uh, his decision. But he's uh, yeah, it's like when you speak about uh, Barcelona, you speak about Xavi. And it's impossible to to say other other things. How has it been for you? You've been here a few years now in Barcelona. You were a captain, the captain at Sevilla, <laughs> and then you come into this dressing room with a lot of big personalities, <laughs> big names at Barcelona. How has that gone for you the last couple of years? Do do you speak more and more as time goes on, or how does that work? Yeah, first of all, it was uh, important for me just uh, yeah to know the people yeah. start to to speak with them uh, and then to play with them but first of all 
to know the personality, you know, uh, because each player, it's not easy to get in a dressing room with 23, 24 really big players. Uh, if, uh, yeah, the personality is also different. One, uh, yeah, each player are, are, are different in, in, in any way, you know. So it was for me, uh, first of all, really important to say, I'm here to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Because it's the biggest club in the world, uh, the best club in the last 15 years, with the most titles, everything. So you're here and please, you have to go to the, to the training ground with, yeah, so happy. You have to be really happy, first of all, you know. And then uh, it was also important for me the last year to be captain in Seville because... Uh, then in these games uh, against these big teams, it's also a different respect. Yeah. You know, the, when you when you get in this in this game, uh, yeah. Now I also you can't say that you know these guys because you're playing against them. But now uh, the first relation are, is it's different. You know. Yeah. It's different. So you have a little bit more feeling. Uh, this was really important for me. Okay. Uh, also to win this Europe League uh, with Sevilla, I think uh, it helps me a lot to get this respect in the dressing room. Okay, interesting. Uh, in your first season at Barca, you scored the opening goal in the 2015 Champions League final. <laughs> Lead me through your memory of that goal and, <laughs> and what you remember when you think about it. If I have to speak about everything, so maybe we are tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... It's it's a dream comes true, yeah. just like this. Really, uh, I don't know. In this stadium, it was maybe eighty thousand, and I would want to take a big hug with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, really unbelievable. Uh, the whole year really working for this moment, this game, this final against a big team like uh, like Juventus, and it was like wow, unbelievable. You huh. Really, in this in this situation. It's going so fast, you don't have time to think uh, something special. But uh, the first of all, it was like my wife, my daughter, they are also here in the stadium, my family, my friends. And it's 1-0 for a minute, and I scored it. It was like, wow, unbelievable. It Crazy. was a very Barcelona goal. Yeah. Like the way, it, like a lot of good passing combinations. Yeah. yeah, it was like, yeah, it have to be our game, really. When we start the game like this, with this opening goal, with the, how we how we score it, it was like, yes, it have to be our title. <laughs> <laughs> um, you played as an attacking midfielder. You've also played as a defensive midfielder in your career at times. Not many players do both. How, how would you describe <laughs> the challenges of... Of doing both for me it's 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 really easy uh, I want to do the best for the team of course in, in every game I want to score I want to uh, if it's possible to be the best one I, I really try to do everything but for my team mm -hmm. so tomorrow if I have to play also like I don't know uh, right back or, or central defensive <laughs> it's no problem for me uh -huh. because of course the coach and, and the team they know uh, where is uh, the best position for me of course but for me uh, first of all it's the team so if the team needs that I'm playing a little bit more in the defense so I will do it and I will do it uh, like when I'm playing in, in, in the offensive position so I will try to do my best mm. and then I think if you, if you start uh, thinking like this so uh, this effort it's coming back yeah. So you have to do it in the best way, because it's not it's not like 
to play tennis that you have to play one against one and it's all about you yeah <laughs> but uh, in the soccer there are 11 guys seven more uh, seven more outside so you have to you have to be ready for the team okay I mean, is it fair to say that this season you have had to play a little bit more of a defensive role with Barcelona than in previous seasons? Uh, it's it's possible, it's possible. But uh, I think the most important thing for us is that the idea, uh, how we have to play, it's the same. Of course, also the other teams, they change a lot uh, how to play against us. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, yeah, if you have to do this defensive work, so you have to do it. Mm -hmm. Of course, I like to attack maybe uh, 90 minutes, <laughs> but it's impossible. So if if I have to do it, so no problem, you have to do it. And there will be, again, games where you can attack more. When people think of Barcelona, you know, they do think a lot of the star guys up front. Mm. Uh, Messi, Suarez, Neymar. Um how does that work, I guess, within the team? Because you need to have balance. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you do have these three amazing talents. <laughs> yeah. You know, how does that work? And, and you know, what, what is it like playing with those guys and, and trying to do the best for the mm. team working with them? Yeah, first of all, I think we have to be proud to have these uh, players like these three guys. Uh, after that, with this quality they have, so you have to search uh, their moment. So if they are really strong, in the, maybe in the last 30 meters, so you have to try to have the ball in the zone. So it's it's nothing for you if you get the ball in your half. So if you go back, everybody, so it's not the game for them. So you have to change players. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, you have to join to, to, to enjoy with these guys. So you have to search them in 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 each attack, and they have this this difference. So nobody is going on the pitch and say, "So Leo, take the ball and that's it. Uh, you can do what you whatever you want." No, we have to work it that he comes in this situation, mm -hmm. and when he is in this situation, so you have to be careful <laughs> because everything is possible. <laughs> but with these three guys, so you have to enjoy it. You have to work it. And there is this work. If you have to do it a little bit more, so you have to do it because you know when you do your work, these guys they will be uh, yeah in a better position to do this uh, this difference uh, on in the in the games. Sometimes I'll hear commentators say Barcelona, you know, is is all Messi, Suarez, Neymar. They don't have a midfield. Does that <laughs> bother you when when people? say that kind of thing but it's normal because they are making the difference so they are scoring so much goals and everything but uh, for us the most important thing is that these three guys they know that uh, uh, yeah they have to do this work uh, with us so it's not just to say so take the ball and that's it yeah. no uh, I would like that it will be like this <laughs> but it's not so easy <laughs> so we have to work together, of course, and it's really no problem if all the people uh, they are speaking ab uh, about these three guys, because if they are scoring, I would like to do also the same. I would like to to have uh, yeah this power like Luis, these movements like Leo or Neymar, but uh, they have it. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to I have to do my part, mm -hmm. and they will uh, they will do uh, their work for, for sure in the best way. Um, I have to ask about what happened in Paris. Um, <laughs> 
you know, the world was pretty shocked by by Barca's four nothing Champions League loss to PSG. You did not start that game. Uh, it came on as a substitute. What happened in that game? I think sometimes you can't explain everything. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we was uh, also shocked, of course. We get, we we go in, in, into this game uh, to win it, to win it because we want to win this title. And uh, football sometimes it's also like this: you play against a really uh, big team, and maybe you are not in the best moment. And uh, yeah, with these players, with players uh, playing with Di Maria, Cavani, Draxler, really really strong guys, also in the midfield with Matuidi, Verratti. Uh, they are really a, a, a great team. So if you uh, don't get in, in this game uh, with the same power, so it's possible to to lose the game. Of course, with this uh, zero four, uh, it's yeah, really really hard for us. But if there are one team in the world, uh, yeah, to get again <laughs> in this uh, in the, in this game, so it's Barca. So we will try to do our best game. Uh, we know it will be really, really, really hard, but uh, yeah, the most important thing for us, if a team have to beat Barca, they have to do it really unbelievable. So in this game, it was not like this, because uh, we need this power, and if there are sometimes uh, hard games, which uh, maybe uh, yeah, you play also against the team, they are doing uh, this work really, really well. So sometimes you have to yeah, close the door behind <laughs> and uh, nothing go in, you know. But uh, yeah, we have to do. We have to try. We have to do it uh, like uh, we are doing this uh, two and a half years. So I think yeah, in in our stadium with our friends, for sure we will have uh, one opportunity. I don't know if we can get this 4-0, but we will have one one opportunity for sure to get in this game. So no team has ever come back from 4-0 in the Champions League, but you're saying here you think it's possible? Of course. <laughs> if you don't think like this, so we can uh, speak with the, if the, if the club from Paris, so stay there. <laughs> you don't have to come to Barcelona, of course, of course. They have uh, to prepare a really uh, strong and hard game. Maybe they will beat us again. I don't know. It's football. So, but uh, what I can uh, say for sure that we will do everything in what what we have in our hands or in our feet yeah. <laughs> uh, to get to get in this in the in this in this game. So we will uh, we will try. We will take every every ball. Uh, yeah, and with our fans, with maybe. 98,000 in, in, in our stadium so we have to work hard and uh, if we can score uh, yeah, an early goal so I don't know maybe they will be a little bit nervous I'm looking forward to this game actually because I, I think Barcelona is a special team and <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing how Barcelona c- comes out and plays <laughs> in that game it's yeah it's not easy because also yeah with, uh, with a 4-0 of course Paris they have to think, of course, we have a 4-0, but uh, to play in this big stadium against a team like Barca, the motivation will be really yeah, at 100% for sure. Mm-hmm. So, But uh, we have to try it. So we don't have to think about uh, Paris, about, I don't know, the referees, about other teams. We just have to think about, about us. Yeah. We have to do the best game uh, in the last uh, two and a half years 
and uh, yeah I don't know how to say it nothing is impossible yeah. so if, if we can score an early goal uh, and to take more confidence I don't know why not why not I like your attitude um after that game, some people said this is the end of an era for Barcelona. Some people said it's just one game. It's not the end of an era. <laughs> uh, what's your opinion on all this discussion? Of course, the people have to speak uh, about, about us and about also this, this result. Uh, we know it was really a bad game. It was really a bad game. Uh, but we also have a lot of confidence what we are doing. So uh, we are in the, in the final of, of the Copa del Rey. Uh, we have a hard situation in the Champions League, but we had really uh, a good uh, group stage. Uh, uh, we are one point behind Madrid in in, in the league, so so bad. Uh, I think uh, isn't the, the situation. <laughs> so, but of course the people, uh, yeah, in the last maybe ten years, they saw a Barca with maybe yeah ten points more. Uh, to win this game 4-0 don't lose it but all of the other teams they are doing her work so uh, you have to prepare the game every game each game like it will be the last mm -hmm. so we had we have also already three months until uh, uh, for this for this season mm -hmm. and we have to do the best three months in the history of the club we know it and we will try to do it together so uh, you're 28 now you've done a lot in your career um I've seen reports in some of the media that uh, you're very close or maybe really close to extending your contract uh, <laughs> with Barcelona. Uh, where are you on, on that at this point? Really close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are speaking with the club. I think the most important thing that uh, together uh, the situation is like this, that I want to stay in the club and the club wants that I stay uh, here. So mm -hmm. after that, we have to speak together. Uh, we are in this in this moment that, that there are some uh, some small details, mm -hmm. and I hope that we in the next week that we can get uh, together on the table and to sign this contract. Nice, congratulations! By the way, I think I can say that in advance. No, 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 no. no. At the moment, no. Don't jinx it. Okay. <laughs> when we have it on the paper, <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a lot more years left to play. You, you know, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, knock on wood as well. <laughs> I mean, like, what do you want to do in your career from here? I really don't know. I don't like to to think about what happened in five years or um, I don't know. I think uh, the most important part for me is to enjoy to the to the to training today, uh, the game we have this weekend, uh, and then we'll see. Mm -hmm. So enjoy every game uh, and the moment uh, today. So what happening? I really don't know. I don't know because. Uh, I hope that I can sign this new contract to stay here for for some years more, and then we'll see. I don't know. I want to enjoy uh, to enjoy the moment, and then also with my family to see what's the best uh, for us, not only for me. I, I did notice that you're very natural at dropping the word soccer into your conversation with with. You don't have to think about it saying soccer as opposed to football. Does that mean we could see you in the United States at some point here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, soccer. Yeah, but uh, I think the people uh, can understand it. <laughs> well, if, if it means potentially someday you might consider coming to MLS, we'd be interested in having you. But we know you have uh, more pressing matters here in Europe. No, but I like the MLS. The, yeah. I think each year they are getting uh, yeah, in a higher level. 
we was there two years uh, two years before to playing a, a game against uh, LA Galaxy and it was really impressive to to play uh, in LA against uh, the best team uh, uh, from uh, from the states and i really it's 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 a good possi- possibility maybe to be to be one year uh, in the MLS. Nice. Well, <laughs> we'll look see. forward to that down the road, maybe. <laughs> Ivan Rakicic, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for speaking to me. for me. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the Planet Football Podcast. I'd like to thank Ivan Rakicic, as well as everyone at Digital Media and Sports Illustrated who supports this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, there are other great new and archived episodes you can check out including my recent interviews with Kyle Martino, Danny Carbassian, Sunil Gulati, Sean Francis, Moya Dodd, and Kate Abdo. Do me a favor, and if you like this podcast, please share it with your friends, subscribe, and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us when you take the time to do that. See you next time. Do you know about the Locked On Podcast Network? the number one daily sports podcast network. Locked On has a daily podcast on every NBA and NFL team, plus a growing lineup of college and MLB teams. You get a daily bite-sized podcast giving you the latest on your team from the local experts. Lakers fans, search Locked On Lakers. Cowboys fans, search Locked On Cowboys. Just search Locked On, your favorite team, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast. Locked On, your favorite team. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.